tonight we are doing Avengers Endgame. This is the big one. We've been culminating up to it. Movie number 22. After the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins. With the help of the remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in order to reverse Thanos' actions and restore balance to the universe. So... After Infinity War, obviously, Thanos snapped, dusted everyone. We've had a couple of movies to digest with some additional information since then. So we start I mean, we start off right off the bat with a gut punch with uh, Hawkeye uh, and his family. And uh, he's presumably right after house arrest. We saw Ant-Man's house arrest in his movie. And uh, we see that his entire family is part of the snaps, just like uh, Ant-Man's whole crew is snapped uh, on his end. That was so devastating. <laughs> right off that, you were like, oh, no. As soon as the Black Ash is such a powerful visual, it's a really good way to... Uh, to show to like just show everyone like people fading out i think it's a good death mm-hmm. death uh, technique but uh yeah where we last had left our avengers all that's left is uh tony stark and nebula from the titan crew uh they're on a dead spaceship in space trying to get back home meanwhile uh everyone who was on earth uh so that's captain america thor scarlet or uh Black Widow and a bunch of the others uh, are are all back at like the Avengers facility, uh, kind of picking up the pieces. Uh, and the crew, you know, now with Captain Marvel, who saves who saves Tony and Nebula from space, uh, get together and they're gonna go try to stop well, not stop Thanos, but get the stones back and kill Thanos. Try to bring everyone back with the stones. They find Thanos and they realize he has used the stones to destroy the stones. Thor cuts his head off. He goes for the head. Uh, so now Thanos is dead, but there are no stones to bring anyone back. And so the movie now takes place five years later and, uh, the world is in ruin and, uh, the plot kicks off when Scott Lang, Ant-Man returns from the quantum realm, thanks to a rat stepping on a keyboard in a storage shed. Oh yeah. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, our plot gets kicked going where Ant-Man believes they can use the quantum realm to Time travel. Use the time travel machine. Go back, get the stones, and uh, fix everything. So that's that's what we're going to be doing in Endgame. Shoot. So what do you think of this? I mean, I remember when this came out, and I obviously didn't understand why it was so exciting for people. You know, um, I, I kind of sat behind and just watched the the world just go nuts over this movie and i'm like what could possibly be so exciting about this and Mm -hmm. after sitting here for a month and watching (laughs) every single movie thus far you know i just i completely get it i completely understand why people are so invested in this and it's just a masterpiece of a film made to me i mean there's so many different working pieces in this that it could so easily just get lost and boring and overwhelming and tired and never at one point do i feel that way i i you made a comment when we, right before we started, you were like, you know, it's three hours, but some people wish it was longer, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have minded. <laughs> um, I've never heard you ever say that about a movie, I know. especially this long. <laughs> I know, but it's it just gives such credit to the people that created this, the actors that have stuck with this for 10 years, and, you know, every every hand in this pot made such a, a awesome piece of art. The, the the plot is very interesting you know i i didn't know how they were going to go about bringing everyone back i i kind of figured that it was going to happen but just to 
you know, we, it, the the sequence of things happening just falls so correctly into place that um, normally with time travel things, I get a little lost. And I think I might have turned to you maybe only like one time and just said, I don't get it. <laughs> with mm-hmm. the two nebulas, I started to get a little confused, but it, it wasn't yeah. overwhelming to the point where I got frustrated. I'm like, okay, just take a step back and understand what they're trying to portray. And the the two nebulas thing, I really enjoyed that after I started to understand it. You know, every little piece that we get up to this ending, this amazing hmm. end fight saga has completed, and we've got every single person, people that you've forgotten about from from four movies ago, seven movies ago, they're all here, and mm-hmm. it's just it's fantastic. It's so amazing, and it's really sad. So many parts are so sad, and who could ever think that such a, a sad movie would be so good but that's exactly what it is it's just it's just awesome there's a yeah i the, uh, if you want a full this is going to be a mini so it'll probably be a you know, 15 20 minute episode but if you want a big long discussion mama k and i did a two and a half hour podcast when this first came out so if you want to <laughs> listen to that go back and listen to that episode uh i, I know some of our podcast apps for some reason they, they cut off at a certain date so if it's not on your app uh check it on our website films with the women.libson.com uh and i think it's also on spotify so if you have spotify you can get there but anyway for this this episode uh there's i mean i'll, I'll bring up some of the highlights of the stuff that happens in this movie uh so they're they're in back in time and they're seeing a bunch of people from different perspectives and stuff and some notable things. Uh, Loki steals the tesseract in one of the timelines and disappears. Uh, so that's <sighs> that we're gonna have to address. Uh, obviously, uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye, one of them has to sacrifice themselves for the Soul Stone, and they fight over who's who's it gonna be. You know, trying to save the other one, and in the end, it is Black Widow who is sacrificed. So. We have that mm-hmm. Black Widow movie coming up. We'll have to see where, uh, where, where, and when that takes place. Uh, and then oh, you know yeah. we've got some big stuff at the end. Gamora, uh, old Gamora returns because of uh, Thanos from 2014. Uh, so Gamora, you know that we grew with has died in Infinity War, but now we have a new Gamora off somewhere. And uh, obviously Iron Man is the one who sacrificed himself at the end to save everybody. Uh, Captain America goes back to return the stones and Mjolnir, which he can now wield. He is worthy. Uh, and uh, he just chooses to stay in the past and grow up and be an old man. Uh, he gets his dance with Peggy that we see. Uh, and some other, what's, what else is a note? Thor is now with the, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, hanging out with them. Okay. Um, so <laughs> yeah, those are those are some of the big things to know. Any of those you really liked, didn't like, caught you off guard, biggest moment of the movie? I I've especially grown attached to the whole uh, Gamora storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find her to be so interesting, and I felt so bad for all the Guardians. They're they're like the group that I come have come to like the most, and just to see the the sadness in um, what's his name, Peter Quill. Yeah, see the sadness in in Quill's eyes when Gamora doesn't even recognize him in the battle, and 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 Nebula knows too. And Nebula's like, "This is your guy," and she just doesn't even get it. And I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> so sad." You've um, become a you've become a Nebula fan throughout this whole thing too. <laughs> I I am. I I I really think that she is 
such a an interesting character. She's so devoted and she's loyal. When she becomes loyal to something, I feel like she's very truthful to it. Um, and the fact that she jumped on with these Avengers and wants to do right by herself from the way she was tortured her whole life, you know, finding that change of heart, that's a serious deal. So I really do like her. You know, I I never have been one to be a fan of the of the big three together. Um, as they were like walking up, I know you said the the crowds and the theaters were were roaring when. Oh, this is when. Yeah, yeah. Seeing this live was like nothing. Like it was a like a sporting event. Like people yeah. cheered throughout the whole. People were like like we have to watch some. Re- if people need to haven't seen a reaction videos on on YouTube where someone will take oh, their camera in, to look at to a theater on opening day. It's it was I was I was on opening day. It was literally like that. People were losing their freaking. In my, it was it was like the Super Bowl in a movie theater. It was insane, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, while I like all the characters, the three of them, I mean, I I totally see that they are the most powerful of them all. You know, in the sense of they've been around through all the movies and whatnot. Yeah. But it's like the little guys to me that really stand out. Like Valkyrie. I mean, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. All of the all of the people of Wakanda and the sister, Black Panther's sister, mm-hmm. I'm like just so impressed by the amount of attention to detail that they put into every single character that comes into this universe. That it doesn't just have to be fixated on the big three for me. It's all the other little people in the worlds that can come together and just enhance them. You know, like mm-hmm. we see we see Hulk is so powerful but at some point he's not that powerful and you know captain america has this the hammer now but he is getting beat up by thanos like these these core guys i love that it all started with them but i love even more how we've taken a universe worth of people (laughs) and just made the whole thing become this one giant family in a sense of people just coming together it's that that's my favorite part of this. I've grown real f- uh, fond of like the Ant Man and Wasp team. I there's not yeah. they're not used a lot in this one other than Ant Man. Like Wasp comes back at the end. I think we. But see they Ant really Man. are. I mean, Ant Ant Man's uh, background of the quantum realm. Oh and... yeah, they, it wouldn't have worked without it. We saw them sit on their hands for five years without him. Right. I mean, I think he is a very vital part of this. I mean, if if it wasn't for him coming back out of the realm himself, th- there wouldn't be such a movie. So right. So Mama K's question on this one is a little more wonky, and uh, we'll see. I she didn't. I just talked to her. Usually, I have her just a written couple sentences, but her general thing is: uh, so in order to fix everything, Tony snaps and wipes out Thanos, Thanos and his army, uh, and and also when Hulk snaps earlier, he brings everyone back who was dusted. So. Um, they bring them all back into the world five years later. So all these people are not aged five years. They're just of five years age. And Mama Kay has a big problem with this. And she has lots of logistical questions like, well, what happened to people who lost a husband or a wife? And now they have a new spouse. Like, and then now their person's back or the people are displaced because their home is now owned by someone else. Like she has a lot of questions on uh, why they did it that way. She, she, bl- she blames Iron Man. She's like, it's all because Iron Man wanted to keep her daughter. That's why they had to snap it. Then we couldn't, because she was, according to her, if, if they were to actually do it right, they would, 
Iron Man or Hulk or whoever would have snapped, and they would have just gone to that point right after the snap that Thanos did. So they would all just mm-hmm. appear back in Wakanda or on Titan or wherever they were at that time of the snap. They'd revert back there. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you think of that? I had a little bit of, of a qualm about it, too. You know, I was thinking about when Tony snapped and you made a comment to me about Gamora that perhaps she was still alive. Mm-hmm. And the reason that she died was because she was sacrificed. It wasn't because of the snap. Right. And that whole lo- logistics of that doesn't make any sense to me. You you explain it to me in a way that's like, okay, I guess, but... Well, um, I'm, I'm saying, what if Gamora, who was on Thanos' side, didn't get snapped with Thanos and his army? What if old Gamora is now in this world? But I don't like that because I mean, if we're gonna stick with if we're gonna stick with the idea that only the people that got snapped five years ago were the ones that were gonna come back, you know, we didn't bring Black Widow back because she was sacrificed. So no, why it's, is- it's 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 like uh, it's like the two nebulas. It's like uh, pa- you know, past past nebula and current nebula neither got snapped but one they, they kill old nebula in that little standoff so old Gam- so gamora from that we grew up with from the two the two guardians movies that gamora is dead but who the gamora that's not dead is the gamora from that's too that's too much of a slippery slope in the same exact sense that mama k is bringing up like yeah all i i i agree with her i get what they're doing they try they're trying to re bring back all the people that were innocently lost but it just doesn't make sense in modern day or five years from then when i mean i didn't think of those exact reasons but like so much has changed and how come with the power that hulk gave it where he can select people to bring why couldn't tony select people to bring you know well, Hulk, I mean, Hulk brought back, I think Hulk's was pretty, like, they did. he did the snap and brought the, the snapped back, or the vanished, as they're called in this, and he said he tried to bring back uh, Black Widow and Natasha, but couldn't, like, it wasn't able to, probably because, you know, but they didn't bring back Vision, either, or Loki, or, or Heimdall, or, you know, a bunch of the other people who died in the... Because they got, they War. died, they didn't get snapped. Right, so, if, yeah, like, what, what can the Infinity all six there is really there's do. definitely some discrepancies in what to me what the what the snap can do how who and how it can be controlled and you know what, what who like why is it so selective at some points and not at the other is yeah what i'm thinking yeah i mean it, i think it's a kind of a i'm sure they're aware of it and it's kind of a they did the best they could with it kind of scenario you know because mm-hmm. like like yeah, you could theoretically with all six Infinity Stones, you should be able to do whatever you want. Period, because they're like all the power in the galaxy. But uh, no, I guess even that has rules so that we don't fully, mm-hmm. we don't fully understand. So, uh, any anything else you want to bring up for for Endgame? Um, I, we got Spider Man, uh, Far From Home is our last one. So we're going to we are going to address some of those uh, 
time, like who got snapped, who didn't, and where is everybody now? Like not just the Avengers, but where are people? Like are people displaced from their homes, and how are they dealing with relationships with people who were gone and weren't gone? And you know, now my little brother's older than me, like that kind of shit. Like, well, you know, they're gonna address some of that in Spider Man. But uh, do you have any other things for mm. for Endgame? Any other things you want to um, bring up on this t- first twenty two movies? I have to just say once again, I'm very impressed. I mean. The action in this one is great. I've seen better, but I don't think that's what the point of this one is. I think the the point was storytelling, and they did a uh, just amazing job of doing so. And I will forever be impressed by their CGI work and their in the use of like making people look younger and uh, making people fly <laughs> and making mm-hmm. people blow up. I just think that. They do, it's just, I could never fathom this. So, um, I'm very impressed. I'm very glad that I did this so far. I know we're not done yet, but, um, just open my eyes to another universe that I was, uh, naive on. And I'm really glad that we'd watch these. I'm glad you got a lot out of it. I'm glad you liked definitely more movies than you didn't like and liked the end result as a whole. So yeah, Endgame, uh. Uh, we'll probably have a retrospective, probably not right after, maybe take a couple weeks off and let let them marinate and then come back on for a, a discussion for the universe afterwards. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, you know, I don't know if it's my favorite movie of of them, but it's it's in the top, it's in the top half, it's towards the top. Uh, it's a, it's a very satisfying conclusion, uh, which when you have built up 21 mostly good movies, it's, that's a, that's a tough act right. to do. It's a tough act, right. I, and I don't, uh, I don't know if we'll get, and I don't know what the next cinematic universe like this with such a long build up and payoff will will get. That could be a while. It's very impressive. Um, so yeah, that's it for Endgame. We will return with you tomorrow for kind of our epilogue to the series, which is Spider-Man: Far From Home. Get a couple of characters in there, a couple new villains, or maybe a returning one or two. Uh, so we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Nicole, for being on tonight. Thank you. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off, saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies.